Nowadays, introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast not PS. Sold in semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man, SWOT semantic. Yeah, man, oh. Boom! Sold in semantic. Yeah, man, Big ups to the man, yeah. Sold in semantic. Welcome to another episode of Soothing Semantics. I am your host, Rafi Pinsky. Today, we have an extremely, extremely exciting guest. I've been trying to get you on for a couple of weeks now, bro. <laughs> finally, finally, after a little bit, of, uh, little bit of persistency, I was able to get you. Yeah, I appreciate you reaching out, man. Yeah, Thanks. bro, 100%. So... I'm sure you've been telling a million people. I mean, on Vice and BuzzFeed, you have like 10 million plus views already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been probably getting, I mean, I saw you were interviewed by Fat Joe. You probably have been on a ton of podcasts by now. Yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy. I mean, um, you know, and this, it it didn't start with just like the Vice and the BuzzFeed. It was, it was, I was spreading the message as much as possible through a whole bunch of interviews and different, you know, opportunities that arise through the, my own network. So it's, it's been crazy. Yeah, I mean, Vice amplified it though. Like the amount of followers and the amount of people that I'm getting and the amount of people that are just like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, let me get involved or, you know, let me do an interview has been, it's been pretty nuts. That's crazy, dude. Cost tell, tell people about you because, uh, it's very possible that my viewers haven't really heard your story. So give them a little scoop. I know you've probably been telling who knows how many people about it. And you're probably like, I got to tell it again. <laughs> but, nah, um, I never, I never get tired. I never get tired. I feel like, I don't know. Every time I tell it is a little bit different or, or I, I say something else, you know, that people don't, don't really know about me. So, um, you know, my name is Klaus Marte and I, and I founded Combody, which is uh a prison style boot camp where we hire people coming out of the prison system to teach fitness classes. Um, we're based in the Lower East Side. We've done pop-ups in London and Midtown, uh, Manhattan. Um, and so I, and then I've traveled all, all around the world just doing all these prison style boot camps. But uh, all this stuff was derived from my personal prison experience where I was sentenced to seven years for running a crazy drug operation. Um, and you could catch that on, on Vice on how, you know, I, I, they'll teach you how I sold drugs. And so- That's exactly how I found you, bro. So guys, make sure you guys check out Vice. I'm gonna drop the, the link in the description. Yeah, so if you wanna make a lot of money selling drugs, you know, go to the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I, I, got, I got caught at 23, sentenced to seven years, and I was really overweight. Uh, my doctors in prison told me that my, my cholesterol levels were through the roof and that I needed to uh, start exercising. And if I didn't, I would probably die of a heart attack within five years. So, you know, I began working out and I took it really seriously and I did not stop. And I just kept moving and, and pushing myself to the next level. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what, what happened where I lost 70 pounds in six months. I hoped over 20 inmates who's over a thousand pounds combined. And I took that same idea of working out while sitting in solitary confinement 
Um, and I just like mapped out whatever I wanted to do when I came home. And I, in that cell, I just like wrote, I wrote out my future and I, and I came home and I just started doing it, you know? Um, right. And you, you, you said you, uh, you were put into solitary because some, uh, one of the officers, one of the COs punched you in the back of the head, knocked off your glasses. You were about, you, you went to go grab them. He thought you were going to hit him. So he, you know, he pressed the alarm and then they, they threw you in. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, in, in prison, they do random searches. Um, you know, they, they, I don't know if they mentioned this in, in the vice, uh, cause they, they cut up a, a lot of things on that episode, but oh, uh, really? they cut out a lot of it. There was a lot of stuff that was like mixed around and cut up and, and, and changed. Like shit they didn't want to put on it. That was even crazier than the stuff you're talking about. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it was, it took three days of interviewing for like four hours. So, you know, they, they probably took 12 hours of footage uh, and cut it up to, you know, like I think that the whole thing is 45 minutes. So there was a lot, a lot of talking, um, a lot of back and forth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I, the reason why uh, that, that also went to start searching me and, and was searching me in a, Appropriately, I felt um, I went, to, I was called down to the medical unit to take a drug test. Um, and before you take a drug test, they they, they search you, but um, they do random searches. They put you on the wall and they search you really aggressively. Um, but while I was searching, while I was being searched, this guy, you know, went between my legs where he, like, I felt, I felt uncomfortable and I shift my body. And as soon as, as, soon as I shift my body, he punched me behind my head with a closed fist and he said, today's not my day. Don't mess with me. Um, and I got up, you know, from the ground after picking up my glasses and he just pulled the pin. The, the pin is his button on his walkie talkie. And as soon as that button is pressed, about a half a dozen officers come to the scene and they, they beat the crap out of me. So, uh, I ended up in solitary with, with two months to go home. Uh, I ended up doing a whole extra year in prison behind that situation, but uh, came up with a different idea and came up with a different hustle, you know, and I felt like everything happened for a reason. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you, how do you feel that all of that experience, you know, being a dealer was able to help you make the money that you're making now and help you succeed in your business now? You know, obviously the story where, you know, you were overweight, you you had a hustler's mentality from dealing and you saw that you could make, you know, what was it, three million a year, give or take. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is we, we're generating uh we we're generating like a little bit over five million dollars a year in revenue and I was profiting like two million dollars. And that was at nineteen. Yep. Nineteen years old, guys. So, so then he, so my, my real question is how do you feel like your mentality from doing something that put you in prison for seven years where, you know, then after you opened up a gym, how do you feel that your, your personality or your being was able to then go and be successful, you know, in your fitness uh, journey? I think, uh, uh, persistency. Um, I, I had the, the persistency of, showing up on a block no matter what whether it was you know rain sleet snow and you know we, we had a story where 
you know, my partner back in the day, uh, he used to take shits in between the cars, you know, because <laughs> uh, we didn't want to go black. Yeah, we we were like, you know, we, we stuck to the block and and we were not making money. You know, we were, you know, maybe I was, you know, when I started, I was probably making like a hundred bucks a day. You know, sometimes I was not making anything. You know, some people would not show up. Um, but every day I just kept showing up with a great product and, and I kept showing up with a great product and then eventually popped. And I felt like that's all I needed to do. You know, it, it sounds simple, but, uh, it's extremely hard, you know, whether, you know, the, whatever the weather permits, you know, whatever, you know, the situation might be, I was going to be there and deliver that great product. And, and I take that same mentality and I said it actually when I was locked up. So, when I was released out of the box in solitary confinement, I was, uh, I remember going up to, they, they make you do this like ASAC group, like this alcohol substance abuse treatment program. Um, everybody has to do it if you have a drug charge, whether you sold drugs or use drugs, you, everybody has to do it to, to meet the criteria of the board and, and be released for prison. So. Uh, one of the things um, during that program, you get in front of the class. My class was about, I think it was like 30 people or so, 30, 40 people, whatever. Um, so I'm in, I'm in front and um, and they tell you at the end of the program, you know, what do you want to be? What do you want to do when you get out? And I told everybody, you know, I wanted to start this prison style boot camp. And, and some people started chuckling and um and one one guy raised his hand and was like, yo, that shit ain't going to pop off. Like, you're crazy. You know, you're going to hire ex-cons. You're going to do this. What? Like, everybody thought I was. it was just too much of a crazy idea to even, you know, make happen. I mean, and bro, I, when you think about it, what you did before you went to prison is so much crazier, in my opinion, than this. Yeah. And if you were able to succeed at what you did before – and you, you were, you had the horse and buggy down. What was it? Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Okay. I'm not even going to, I'm going to let you guys watch vice. You should go and check out vice Yeah. and you'll hear all about it. But he was with a buddy of his, with one of his partners and he's in a horse and buggy he paid like, what did you pay for? You paid 5k for the day or something? Oh, five G's. <laughs> yeah. He made $5,000 to go around the whole day and just deliver drugs and people were calling him like, yo, what car are you in? And he's like, actually, we're in a horse and buggy. And they're like, you're fucking crazy. So yeah. that's, that's why. I mean, it was, a, it was a crazier experience, crazier time. Um, but I think, you know, when I was explaining this in front of like a whole bunch of inmates in prison, you know, that already been in, in and out of the system and some of them, you know, were the first time, but they already know how you come home and you're discriminated. And they felt like, you know, somebody, you know, coming home to find, to, to do something like this, they just thought it was like, it was not going to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember one guy told me that like in front of the class and I was like, I managed to sell, you know, start selling nickels on the blocks, uh, start selling keys and, you know, grow a business from nothing to something on the street. And I know all I got to do is just continue showing up with a great product. And I just kept that same mentality in my head when I came home. Um, 
and 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 I remember doing the workout in the park, you know, and nobody was coming, and sometimes I was have having one person, two people, you know. Sometimes I would be the sh- only person showing up, waiting for like a few people to come, and and I did that for like two years, you know, constantly, you know, rain, sleet, snow. I would I, I kept the same mentality. I knew people liked the the whole product. I just felt like I needed to market it more, and so. I took the same exact mentality that I did while I was selling drugs. I made 10,000 business cards. I started going up to people on the streets, stopping every female wearing yoga pants. Uh, went up to like people in, a, in, in the subway carts, you know, making announcements, handing out flyers. It was just nonstop guerrilla marketing for me. You went above and beyond, man, and you were aggressive. Like I'm finding that, <clears throat> I'm finding that in my business too. I'm finding that I'm a business too because I haven't been a real estate agent for very long. And I'm just, I'm very out there. I'm just constantly meeting whoever I meet that looks like they might be an option. Mm-hmm. looks like they might want to buy, sell, rent, invest, whatever. I give out cards. I'll speak to random people at the gas station. Yep. That's, it's, when you go above and beyond, man, it's just, I feel like the world re- rewards you because you, you're, you, you just, you'll do anything until it happens. And it could take three, four, or five years until you see results and then yep. bam. You know, and for you, you know, you, you, you went above and beyond, but you also have a brand that's mm-hmm. so different than other online workouts or calisthenic style workouts. Say like P90X, Tony Horton wasn't in prison for seven years yeah. and wasn't taking shits behind, you know, between cars. Yeah. You have a story behind you <laughs> that makes your business very, very appealing. Okay. So... I think what really drew people in, and I don't know because this is your company, is you yourself, man, because of where you came and people want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I believe that. Um, and then I, I also believe that the fact that, you know, like Tony Horton, he's delivered a great product and people seen results. And and it was, you know, the, the product was not bullshit. And so we had... Uh, you know, we had people that came in there to lose weight or get tone or just increase the amount of push-ups they want to do or pull-ups or whatever. And, and um, you know, people see the results and they see the changes. So, you know, I think if it was a bullshit product, you know, like, yeah, people will try it um, because of me, but I don't think they will come back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you, you have to have quality workouts and obviously your business has to be appealing yeah you know with that said though like i said before yeah you know a lot of you you bring this this very very interesting story to the table i agree i I like what you do what'd you say no i said i agree it's it's definitely uh something that's definitely way more unique than than any other like fitness brand that you see, see out there you know and it's it's not this gimmicky shit too, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just real down dirty, you know, no equipment, you know, you're pushing your body to the limit. And um and 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 then also we have a good uh, you know, good good thing that we're doing on the back end, you know, we hiring people coming out of the prison system. We're giving people yeah, opportunities there, not employing not only employing, but we're providing people with housing, we're providing well, you know, food, clothing, every everything. I mean, all the types of resources. That anybody needs coming uh, to work with us, we we help them out in any way. 
And then you also have second chance studios. So you're doing, so you have Khan body, which is hiring former inmates. And then you have second chance studios. Tell us a little bit about second chance studios. Yeah. So second chance studios is a media brand where we're hiring people coming out of the prison system and training them to start their own podcast, do more video production, editing work, um, so they go through like this whole one year program and we're going to be, uh, giving them an opportunity to work with like bigger brands, you know, where we're talking to like vice, we're talking to Moth, we're talking to, you know, we're starting conversations with Spotify now, you know, seeing if we could get these people actual like real technical media jobs instead of like, you know, everybody comes out of the prison and has like a, you know, whoever's lucky to get a job is, is a manual labor job. Um, and, and it reduces recidivism rates, you know, from once that person gets a job, the recidivism rate goes down to 30%, you know, rather than the national recidivism rate of 76%. So if we give this person, this person, a, an opportunity to get back in the work field, you know, with just a simple, like back of the kitchen job or, you know, working at construction sites or whatever it is, um, you know, that the odds of staying, home it's going to be larger than than them being avoided and and shunned out you know from the from the job force um but what i what i've seen is that there is no technical you know many like technical job you know for people coming out of the prison system so i would like them to you know get a fair playing field you know um even if they don't have the skills you know that's that's the importance of what we're doing with Second Chance Studios is giving them the talent, the skills um, they need to get into this field. It's, I wish you a lot of luck, man. I'm sure it's uh, I'm sure it's going well. What do you? How are you kind of managing both? Are you more invested? You more invested in Combody or? Yeah, I mean, I'm, ma- I'm managing both uh, right now, but I also have help in both. You know, I have. Uh, I have a bigger team at Combody, but I have uh, a great team at Second Chance Studios. Um, We just hired an operations person. And right now I'm like running a little bit of everything on on the Second Chance Studios front, but I'm hiring an executive director that's going to be like taking over the baton and and I'll be doing uh, more of the fundraising uh, efforts and, you know, pitching foundations to get the money and we need to to get the program started. Um, But yeah. I mean, that's, that's where we're at right now. It's crazy what all of that ended up, you meaning all of that past of drug dealing and going to prison and all that crazy shit where you were yeah. sitting in prison for seven fucking years, bro. Like people, people who've never been to prison, you can't imagine what that's like. You just, you're stuck in this area, wake up, talk to the same people, same shit, different day. Yeah. And you did that for seven years. Yeah, I actually did for six, six years. Six, um, okay, I thought it was seven. Yeah, yeah I got <laughs> six to seven years, but, uh, you know, technically when you uh, when you go in for a drug charge for every year, it equals eight months, uh, eight mm-hmm. to ten months, depending on, you know, the charge or whatever. Um, so there, there's a lot of technicalities. You could do the whole seven years. Uh, but I, I ended up leaving a little bit early. That's good. And then you, but you got arrested a bunch of times before then too. Yeah. 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 So, you know, dude, it's, 
crazy where it took you, man. Like, I, I just think of this in a psychological sense where this whole con body second chance studios only came about because of everything else that you did. And I know this is something you think about all the time. It's something that's already just subconscious for you, but from someone kind of from an outside perspective, it's like, it just makes you wonder. It makes you think that like, even when you do something that wasn't necessarily the best idea for you, it ends up bringing, as long as you have the right attitude, it ends up just opening doors if you let it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think just being like railway yourself, um, you know, for me, it was like not hiding my past. You know what I mean? Like it just just letting everybody know about it. Because, uh, you know, I, I was I came home. I was I was also scared of, you know, putting putting myself out there, you know, because I was going to be judged. And, uh, you know, after I like fully like just trusted the process and let everybody know where I was coming from. You know, it was just like F anybody that, you know, was, you know, judging me before. You know, I don't care what your your thoughts were about, you know, what formerly incarcerated people, you know, need to be or what you thought or whatever. You know, I, I just felt like, you know, I felt relief. I felt free. I felt like I, I was I was myself, you know. Yeah, for sure. Are there any other things that you're thinking of doing other than these two companies? Are there other ventures, other, other things that you want to, if these are the two that you're focusing on now, what are some big moves that you want to make with Con Body and what are some big moves with Second Chance? Uh, I mean, uh, these, these two are the main things that I want to, I'm definitely concentrating right now. There's like different ideas that float in my head and I'm like, Hey, maybe I'm going to, you know, invent, uh, you know, go to the moon or some shit. I don't know. There's, yeah. yeah, there's always ideas that come up to your head and you're like, yeah, I want to do that. But then uh, I, I just really try to stay focused and work on what's in front of me right now. Um, I mean, for the for Combody, what I want to do is like take this nationally, maybe internationally. We, we've gotten over 100 like franchise requests all around the country. And so I want to like pursue that pursue the fact that I, I, if I could do this, I could hire way more people coming out of the system and, and really, you know, I want to disrupt the fitness industry, you know, um, and make that happen and, and let the judgment of former incarcerated people be changed, you know, and, and change that stigma by, you know, whatever, whatever people see on, on the news or the media or whatever that their subconscious is thinking. Uh, for second chance studios right now, I just really focus right now on, you know, getting the, you know, first fellows going through the program, you know, become a success. And, and that's like immediate type of, you know, goal that I, that I really want to achieve. Um, and then on the larger front, you know, I don't, I don't know where it's going to go, uh, but I would love to have like, people's storytelling, sharing, you know, their experiences, you know, having a huge mentor, you know, program and, you know, having the people that graduate through a program uh, mentor the people that are going through a program. So, you know, just, just grow this as much as possible and see where it goes. Phenomenal, man. Yeah, dude, you're doing, <laughs> doing incredible work. Yeah, you know, I think the whole prison system in America, I've watched a lot of prison documentaries, by the way. I don't know why they fascinate me. Yeah. 
And uh, I just, I know that in certain European countries, the prison system is much more catered on coaching people. And some of these prisons are beautiful. Like some of these countries, I think in like Sweden or Belgium, they have like, they look like hotels do. And people wonder why it's like that. And for them, they want it to be a, a rehab kind of environment versus a punishment. Mm-hmm. So I think with what you're doing, hopefully this can influence the prison system to give people more of, uh, you know, a, a rehab, I guess you can say feeling where they go to prison and they did something wrong. And you can argue, depending on what they did, that this is what they deserve. But, you know, for most people, they should be, I think they should be given a second chance. I and mean, obviously never know what it is but i i think just being away from your your family being away from freedom i mean that's enough of a punishment right there you know so like you know being away from the opposite gender for my for me yeah bro that's crazy you know for so long it's it's a punishment too you know what i mean so can i ask you now that we're on the subject because this is something i've always wondered yeah do they allow, like if you're in a, a, a maximum security, were you in a maximum security? Mm-hmm. What if you're dating a girl? Or what if it's seven, six years? Do they allow that kind of thing? Can you have a woman over, a girlfriend, a wife, or whoever? Yeah, that- dep- in New York State, you have trailer visits. Um, you have to go through, you have to, get, you have to be married. Uh, you have to have like, you know, a clean jail prison record. Uh, for a certain amount of time, um, but not every prison in New York State has a trailer. You know, I think there's like maybe twenty. No, actually, like maybe fifteen prisons out of like the seventy something prisons in, in New York State have the trailers. So you you just got to get lucky, land into one of those trailers. Like one into. Did you just have one? No, I didn't. I didn't have. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, so I'm going to ask this question: What for six years did, did you did you do it? No, I mean I just you know you use your right hand. In some oh, time. bro, six what? years? Yeah, six it. years. Yeah. How did you, bro? How are you? How are you sane? I mean, <laughs> I mean, argue, debatable. No, there's, there's, there's people. There's people that last. You know, are there for way longer. You know, there's people. I don't that know how people do that, man. I can't even imagine six years of just using your hand. I can't even. I can't even understand. I mean, there are people out of the prison system that have that problem. Yeah, <laughs> you have your magazines and you have your hand, and you know, some people use Susie. Uh, you, know, <laughs> you ever heard of what Susie is? You know, they make like a. You get a you get a sock, you get a uh, a towel, you get a glove, leg tax glove. You you get some hot fucking lotion, and you know, feels like similar. <laughs> so what you gotta do, yeah, dude, damn, bro. So when you brought up that that was your real hardship, I completely resonate with that, man. Like that would be, that would probably be one of the hardest, easily one of the hardest parts. Parts I think for any guy, I think for anyone, even women. I mean, you're, you're without physical connection or sex for, you know, more than a, even a couple of months. That's yep. a long time. Yep. You know what I mean? And wow, that's the biggest you, torture, you, bro. I can't yeah, you, you know, there's, I think, I don't know, there's, there comes a time where you, it's just like, 
just get used to it. You know, you adapt with what the shit that you have to do. And yeah, no, I was saying that, you, you know, you adapt with the, with the situation at hand, you know, like yes. You, de- you do it, you adapt to the situation, what? At, at hand, you adapt with it, you know, and, and you. That was a, you was a plan words, bro. <laughs> situation at hand, yeah. Yeah. And you, and you figure it out, man. And, and, um, you, you, I don't know. I, I was married, so I got married while I was in there. Um, uh, I had a fiance, my, my baby moms, you know, my son was uh, born before I, w- I was incarcerated. And, um, he was around two years old when I went in and, um, and me and her and I just wrote back and forth and sent pictures and, you know, and, um, and you deal with it, you know? And so that was it. I was, I was hoping, I was hoping to land into one of the prisons with, with trailer visits in it, but you know, unfortunately I didn't. Um, so it sucks that you didn't. And you were, <laughs> so now I'm, I'm asking some personal questions. Obviously, you're welcome to answer them or not. Are you, are you currently, currently married or with anybody? Uh, yeah, I have a fiance. Um, I was divorced, you know, when I came out of the prison system. And then, uh, yeah, I got a fiance and I'm with her. Oh, this is recent? Yeah, we actually uh, got engaged like pre-COVID. Wow, like, dude. Congrats, man. Congrats, bro. Uh, Are you planning on you planning on having the wedding soon? I have no idea. You know, <laughs> we, we we're not we're not even like concerned about it and uh we're not even stressed about it. Like we, we thought about a date and then it's just like, hey, we'll figure it out, you know. Um I don't know. It is what it is. I'll we'll figure it out. I'm not I'm not really stressed. She's not that stressed about it, you know, like and we wanna have a small wedding just like a, a you know, straight immediate family, and that's it. You know, no more than like thirty people. So, yeah, for sure, I get it. It's it, COVID's a good excuse to have a small wedding and be like, yeah, yeah sorry, be- sorry guys, not doing this big whole wedding thing. Hell uh, no. And I think those weddings are much nicer, man. People try to have these crazy extravagant weddings to show off, but when you have a small wedding, you don't yeah. have any crashers. You have people who actually want to be there to yeah. celebrate for you, yeah. and you know, just like to make it simple, the big weddings are kind of for the guests, in my opinion, from what I yeah. observed. The smaller weddings, the more intimate weddings, are for the bride and groom. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't want to. I don't want people that I don't know there. I like. I I just don't get those bigger. Like I went to a wedding uh, maybe like three years ago, and it was like the biggest wedding I've ever went. And I'm like, you know, I don't even know the groom. I don't know. I didn't even know the bride. Well, he's like that. So how'd you even go? How'd you even end up there? Uh, like my ex girlfriend. It was like, you know, her like high school friend that got in, like signed an invitation. There was over 500 people there. It was just ridiculous. Like, I mean, it was, in, it was insane. Damn, dude. I used to do that all the time. There was this neighborhood and there was this neighborhood in Brooklyn where we used to go to, uh, my friends and I used to go to this wedding hall, a specific wedding hall. And they used to have these massive weddings, huge weddings. Mm-hmm. And... Most of the time, we did not know who was getting married. We just showed up because it was the place you can go to just crash weddings. The wedding and any of my friends listening to this are going to be like, yeah, of course. You go, there's tons of amazing food and booze. And we would just go and hang out with the girls there. We were like, 
I don't know, what was this, from when we were like 15 to 19 or something. Yes. That's what we did. And I don't even know the bride and groom had, most of the guests had no idea who they were. You know, it was great. It's crazy. Yeah, man. So this is, dude, this is a, I'm really glad to have finally been able to get you on for an episode. No, I appreciate uh, you. Yeah, dude. I uh, definitely plan on coming back to Brooklyn uh, in the next couple of months because my grandmother still lives there. So I would definitely come by and, and say what's up, dude. Yeah, you got to work out with us. I'm down. I've been working out for a while. I'm working out for 11 years now. Nice. On and off here and there, but I'm very serious. I, overall, for the most part, I've been very serious. So yeah. I've been a big gym guy for most of my, for pretty much all of my adult life. Nice. I'm definitely down to We'll do a workout. We'll see if, uh, we'll see how, how rough it is. Yeah, you'll yeah, definitely see. <laughs> all right, bro. You got to put me, put me through the, the calm body system. I'm down, dude. I did, uh, I was in, I was in the military. I think I told you so. Mm-hmm. So I, Definitely, I'm used to the jogging and all that. So it's. Yeah. I think I, I think I won't be as hard for me, but we'll see. All right, that's what people say. <laughs> and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna get my own sign. I did the time. Yeah, yeah, you get your mug that's, shot. That's yeah. it, bro. I, I love it, bro. It's it's great. It's such a good thing. Yeah, it's such a good idea that you came up with, dude. Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, let's uh, let's wrap things up. Well. This has been another episode of Soothing Semantics. Cross, thank you so much for coming. Appreciate thank having you. you. No, I appreciate you, man. Can't wait, no to, problem, can't wait to hear it. All righty. So, uh, guys, check out, check out Vice. Check out his Instagram. You can check out Cross Marte, his personal page. You can check out uh, the Combody Instagram page. Does, do you have Second Chance also has an Instagram, right? Yep. Check out the Second Chance Studios Instagram page as well. Uh, BuzzFeed and Vice cumulatively have over 10 million views on YouTube. So if you just search Cos Marte, that's C-O-S-S-M-A-R-T-E, you'll be able to see uh, he's had several videos, but these are the two videos that have generated a lot of viewership. With that being said, tune in to another episode every single Monday. Thank you guys for watching. Take care. Yeah, okay. Peace.